now that we uh, are ready to talk about the connection for me between what Marvel did and Spider-Man Far From Home, which I just saw. So the reason why I waited to see it after Endgame, as we talked about before, bad taste in my mouth. So I didn't want anything to do with Marvel. Right. I forgot. You and you and Jazz. It's like Endgame. That's right. Yeah. So I was through. I was through with Game of Thrones. You got to be kidding me. I was through with Marvel. I was I was like, I can't. I, I'm not going to do this. So now I have a reason to do it. You know, because at the end of the day, I do love comic book genre content. All because of the Hulk? Really? And Thor. And Thor. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you two. But, um, yeah, so 2020. I'm sorry, 2019. I'm sorry. I'm ahead of myself, right? Uh, 2019 uh, was a great year for comic book films. Sure. Overall, made a lot of money. At least over $2 billion, $3 billion maybe. Right. Well, Endgame made 2.7 by itself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of money. Um, a lot of people went to see several movies several times, and there were a few movies. So we're going to rank, you know, these movies, and see where it will lead towards uh, future movies. So, let's just talk about what the movies were. So the first comic book movie of 2019 was. Um, Captain Marvel. Right. A Marvel Studios Disney film uh, about Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, starring Brie Lawson, set in the mid-90s. With Jude Law being the villain. With Jude Law being the villain. Um, the second one, I'm going to list the movies right now, mm-hmm. was a DC, Warner Brothers, was Shazam, um, which... Uh, if you know Shazam's character, a huge DC character, is about a kid who becomes a superhero, essentially, by magic or wizardry. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of Big. Yes, kind of a comic book movie version of Big. Mm-hmm. Third one, of course, everybody knows, was Avengers Endgame. Uh, the fourth one would have been Spider-Man, Far From Home. That's right. And then the fifth and final one, would have been the Joker. Also, I would have to respectfully add the Dark Phoenix, which I'm is X Men. X Men Dark Phoenix. I forget. You know that was such a bad movie. I'm sorry. It was. But, it was. <laughs> but X Men Dark Phoenix was also in there, which at the time was a Fox property. Has now moved on to being a Marvel property. The last X Men under Fox. The last X Men with that particular group of uh, people. So that's six movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2000, which is a lot for. And a surprise one for me was apparently Men in Black is in that category as well, because apparently that is under Marvel Studios as well, which makes sense because Chris Hemsworth was in it, along with Tessa Thompson. I mean, do you want to add Men in Black? We could add it. I, I don't really. I don't. I know you don't rate it similar to X-Men. So let's just not even let's let's do top three, because everything else I don't think can really compete. One, two, three. I would say four. Oh, I, I don't even have four. I have three. <laughs> exactly. All right. So you go first this time then. What are your top three then? So even though I didn't like it, Endgame is obviously number one. Okay. Uh, I would have Spider-Man Far From Home, number two. Okay. And Joker, number three. So the other three are just like trash to you or you just don't? 
I mean, I didn't even finish uh, Dark Phoenix. Okay. I didn't even finish um, Men in Black. Right. I prefer the originals. Right. And Shazam, you know, I think it's, I think it's one of DC's responses to Deadpool, personally. And Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel, that could be not that. That would be my fourth. Okay, all right. So we got you before now, finally. All right. So three out of the four, Marvel again. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, um, of course, Endgame is my number one. I saw Endgame twice. Unlike Josh, I thought Endgame was a great movie. Um, it's number one. Right. I think he was asking for too much. But I thought Endgame was a great movie overall. Uh, Far From Home is definitely number two. I thought that was good as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd probably have the same order. I probably would go Joker. No, I'd probably go Joker Shazam. Okay. That's fair. I thought Shazam was better than Captain Marvel, actually. I, I can see that. Right. Because I'm not going to lie, I was also disappointed by Captain Marvel. I thought it was good, but I was also disappointed. I'll just, yeah, I was just very disappointed by Captain Marvel. I thought Shazam was actually pretty good. I thought, you know, it wasn't... It was what it Shazam is. Exactly. I thought it was very it was depicted very well. Um, and DC was happy with the results of Shazam. Well, again, it's in a certain box. You know what I mean? So even right. though it's in the comic book genre, it's not on the scale of a let's say a Marvel film. When it has some and it has some a lot of uh let's say intense mental aspects and notions that are going into these films. Oh yes, yes. You know yes, what I mean? So I agree. it's a it's a comic relief film. Yes. I agree. Yeah, so I, again, I put it in the same category as a Men in Black type of thing. Yeah. Even though it's better than Men in Black. Right, right, right. International. I see what you mean about the Deadpool aspect with the comic relief part. Right. Okay, I get you. And, you know, DC needed that balance to compete with Marvel. So, again, we're going to go into that in a different video. But Different video. Yeah. So, just each movie individually. Oh, and I'm going to keep going because I watched all these movies. So, after Captain Marvel, um, I would then say uh, The Dark Knight. I mean, I'm sorry. Dark Dark, Dark Phoenix, Mm X-Men. And I'll put... um, Men in Black last will be oh. So you want Hemsworth just to stick to Thor, right? I think Chris Hemsworth doesn't do anything great outside of being Thor. And we talked about this before. I think we that's did. that's fair to say, but I also feel like he hasn't been giving a role where right. he where he can illustrate that. Now I think he did good in was it Dark Hat when he's the hacker? Yeah. I thought that was fair. I think he did I think he did good there, considering the writing of the screenplay. Okay. That's fair. We talked about that before, though. But, but. And, you know, as a, a literary person, I appreciate what he did with the Moby Dick role. Okay. So I think, you know, that was an interesting representation of that. Of Moby Dick, of uh, Captain Ahab. Exactly. Right? So, okay. I mean, that's, I didn't see that movie, so I'm not going to say yay or nay on that. Mm-hmm. I did read the book, obviously, but yeah. didn't see the movie. Um, but I just thought that was, I mean, if you, if you, if you go back, that movie, um, in particular, Men in Black International, um, they had like tons of rewrites throughout the film, which caused it to be as bad as it was. Like literally, they would come into work and they would get a different script. What like, during filming? Yeah, um, it was that that you know, excuse my language, but that was a shit show. That entire uh, production process, and they just kind of put it out, you know, in the end. So, Interesting. Um, when you go back and find these things out, you realize why what you saw wasn't as good as what you expected it to be. 
and then if you add, you know, their marketing, everything they did, because they had commercials with basketball, the NBA players, you saw, you seen exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. the finals and stuff like stuff. Um, they lost tons of money on that movie. So it's just, that's just what it was. And also, I don't think that, I don't know, Men in Black's not the same without Will Smith, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have Men in Black without Will Smith, that's automatically going to deplete expectations. Right, like like overall. And of course, there's this, um, nothing wrong with it. And I'm I'm fine with it because I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm all for uh, women getting work and doing good in Hollywood. But if you notice, there's this huge push. I think ever since the Me Too movement, to have more women in, in, in leading roles. We have what the female Ghostbusters in Ocean's Eight or Eleven. Ocean's Eight yeah. female Ghostbusters. Now they got Tessa Thompson. You know. And I put uh, Captain Marvel in that wave as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. So, and I'm saying they're bad or anything like that, but I'm saying I, I hate when anything is forced rather than just happening naturally. Which is why I think everyone collectively in the comic verse, let's say, who's a fan of the comic verse, all love Wonder Woman and Black Widow. Yes. And Ukoye, obviously. Right. Yes. We, we we love all, all three. Which apparently she's gonna get her own trilogy. I don't know how they Okoye. No. That's what I heard. That would not do numbers, bro. I'm sorry. I, I agree, but that's why I'm curious to see how, how they would do that. Yeah, no, that can't happen. I'm really I'm a, I'm hoping Black Panther two does numbers, let alone Okoye, so which I'm upset about but it's another video. So <laughs> Word. I, I can go on and on about comic books and Marvel. Uh, Josh knows that. And that's the plan. That's what we got for you guys. <laughs> right, so get right, ready. Right. Um also, sorry, brother Mike. If you have any suggestions on movies that you want us to review yes. or to talk about or any topics to talk about, because we might just have videos where we talk about uh, you know, rumors and whatnot. Yes. So that'll be rumors. a lot of fun. Theories. Mm. Um, Can't wait for theories. Yeah. We're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to dive back into Game of Thrones as well. Game of Thrones, uh, which had some news this week. Uh, all types of stuff. We're gonna keep hitting you with more and more stuff for our um, comic book, fantasy movie fans, gamers, all that good stuff. So we have a lot for you. So back to my 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 yearly review. Uh, Dark Phoenix has so much potential. It does. It really, really did, and. It just felt like Fox knew the deal was the, like the jig is up. We're done anyway, you know. So let's just put this out here, you know, right now. Uh, I think it came out like six months to a year to when it was supposed to come out. Okay. I read that um, after they learned about the Captain Marvel ending, they changed the ending once again mid-production because the ending was too similar. Interesting. To Captain Marvel, where the front apparently the ending battle was going to be like in space, like Captain Marvel, you know, is. So they changed to the whole train scene, which I thought visually was amazing, but it seemed to be repetitive. Mm. How many times are we going to see Magneto pull something out of somewhere? Yeah. You know, it's not very spectacularly, you know, done anymore. Um, it's a lot of, I don't know, the whole thing with Jennifer Lawrence, her dying within the first 10 minutes of the movie. First of all, Mystique never dies. That's number one. And one of them to give her died. That's number one. And number two, I'm like, again, she seemed like, you know what? Last movie in my contract. I'll give you guys 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm su- to be honest, I'm surprised she was in it. Right. Because I, I knew, again, like we, like we see the writing on the wall with the business and marketing aspect, I didn't expect her to be in that movie at all. So when she was in it, okay, I was like, okay, when is she going to die? Type of right. thing. 
And like you said, Mystique never dies. But even I, I even I knew this. Like, okay, she's not going to be in here that long. Right. And, and, and that's how I felt. Like, last movie, my contract. Let's just get it out the way. You know, I, massive payday though. Massive payday, I'm sure. And but, and well deserved, to be fair. Right. Um. I, I used to love the whole James McAvoy and uh, Magneto. Uh, Michael Fassbender, shout Michael out to Fassbender. him. I hope they do another Assassin's Creed movie with him too. I thought that was spectacular. Yeah, I thought it was trash. But Michael did you Fass- play the games? <laughs> I don't play the game though. No. That might be why. Okay. <laughs> so and their uh, their relationship at first, but then it kind of seemed like I, I, you know I'm tired of that. So mm. that was a lot done wrong with that movie, and the whole Fox X Men in general. They had a, they had some hits, but a lot of misses. And I hope with Marvel taking over, they can do it better as far as X-Men is concerned. Uh, more consistently sure. with the hits and not so many misses. Because our age group in particular, which um, I do it is we have a, um, a love for the X-Men and a bigger affinity because the X-Men cartoon came out in 1992. It's true. So we were all in the age where... As did Spider-Man too. As a Spider-Man. So we were all in the age where that was our favorite cartoon. It's true. X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman, all those cartoons had me, you know, salivating out the mouth to see these films in real life. Right. Exactly. And Transformers. I got to give them all credit. Yeah. Right. So even people older than us who had the comics um, there, by the time the cartoon came out, they were of an older age, they weren't watching cartoons. Mm-hmm. So we have a bigger affinity because we saw this play out in the cartoons, so we want to see it play out in real life. Especially that cartoon. That's actually ranked as one of the top cartoons of all time. Interesting. Okay. Which is going to be on Disney Plus, the X-Men cartoon from 1992. That's brilliant. Which I'm very, very excited about that. <laughs> as a 30-something-year-old man, so, I can't wait for it. So Disney Plus has really come for Netflix's neck. They really are. They, Disney Plus... Not to go left, but I'm, I'm going to keep it, you know, X-Men. Disney Plus is playing on the nostalgia of people of age like 24 to 40. And I'm sure they're going to have all the Disney classics. All the Disney classics. The Disney also, Vault, right? The Disney Vault. But those classic cartoons from the DuckTales to Darkwing Duck to the X-Men cartoon to Spider-Man to like all those things where you're like, yo, I remember that. And nostalgia is like the biggest selling thing, you know, that you can have because yeah. people love those memories. It's true. So, so when I saw that, my eyes got big. Like I instantly said, oh, I can't wait to get this. More than the movies, more than the stuff, the X-Men cartoon, X-Men animated series is what it's called, actually. I can't wait for it. So to say that, going moving forward, these movies, when they're done so hard, we're like, we remember the Dark Phoenix saga on this cartoon. It's trash. Right, so mm, we're watching. That's, that's fair to say, Mike. Seriously, um, we talked about uh, how I like Joker before, um, and then uh, Far From Home, <laughs> I thought was uh, was really really good. I'm happy that you saw it finally. Happy that you liked it. And that's what. So in our previous video, we talked about our review of the Joker, and actually discussed how I actually saw the parallels between Far From Home and the DC universe. So for me. I'm looking at it as Spider-Man is the new Robin, thousand percent. Happy is Alfred, and Mysterio is totally the Riddler. He even has the green outfit. He's a former Stark employee. They stole it from DC. Well, the Riddler didn't work for the Waynes, so that's not really parallel. 
right? Did he work at like uh, he worked at the Wayne? He worked at Wayne Enterprises. Oh, he did work at Wayne Enterprises. That's the main aspect. So that's right. that's literally they literally stole. See, okay, throughout the entire film, and which I loved again, they are literally doing a massive f u to DC. Like, yeah, this I don't is, think it was really stealing though, because <laughs> Mike, all those roles are parallel. Peter Parker is literally, he's literally Robin. If there were going to be, this is what DC should have been doing. But Happy's been with Tony for 10 years. Like, it wasn't like he was going to be out. Like And Tony is essentially Batman, but also Thomas Wayne. Actually, no, his dad is Thomas Wayne. Right. Howard Stark is Thomas Wayne. Oh, now you got even more going on. Okay. I mean, but look at it. The right. parallels are all there. <laughs> now, to be fair, rest in peace to Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. They made these roles, these characters parallel in terms of the universe they they created them together so there is going to be some overlap the similar way that there's overlap between batman and arrow there's going to be there's going to be overlap there i mean as you say it is very interesting because tom howard got killed thomas got killed um batman has daddy issues tony has daddy issues there's there are some parallels and there's there's Batman's a yeah. genius uh well he's not really genius but oh, oh no 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 see that's the other thing we're gonna talk about that later in, in the dc video but <laughs> batman actually is brilliant he can't be the world's best detective if he isn't a genius okay we're good <laughs> he's not tony stark genius though i just put it like that but he is he's the one who's creating all the batman tech him oh, him lucius. him and lucius it's him and Lucius. They're the they're the whole R and D department for Wayne Enterprises. He, I remember him going to Lucius to tell me I need this. Lucius, Lucius making it. I don't remember him making it himself. Right. So those are the modifications. Right. And then we see at the Dark Knight Rises who was able to fix the <laughs> auto, the autopilot bug failure that Lucius apparently could not fix. Okay, but. And he went to Princeton and all these other magnificent institutions the similar way that Tony Stark went to MIT and was a child prodigy. Right. So I would say it is still comparable, very much so. And their wealth is also comparable as well. They're probably fictitiously both worth over $10 billion. I sent you the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the sheet. I think Tony was worth like a little bit more than, than Bruce was. Which, which makes sense because when you're in the arms dealership, <laughs> you're going to make more money. Right, 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 right. Okay. I agree with that. I don't think he's smarter smart as Tony, but that's how they hit their deal. <laughs> the dude's making freaking nanotech suits. It's ridiculous what Tony does and whatnot. So, but never. And Batman suit should be much better than if he's smart as Tony, to be honest with you. And also, I'm glad that you brought that up about all the, the tech from Stark Industries. Right. So you can tell that, all right, Tony, again, like we said, you can't take anything away from Tony. Tony is effing brilliant. Right. So the way that he programmed all his whole his whole AI can whatever algorithm he created for AI and how they learn. He can and the way he has things set up with Jarvis and Edith or whoever. Right. He can literally create drones and Iron Man suits into perpetuity. They can always be working by themselves because it's already programmed. Oh, right, right, right. So I'm sure there's going to be a, a moment in the uh, in the MCU in the future where uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, can use the glasses. So again, spoiler alert for that, where he can call like Iron Man suits similar to an Iron Man three, and they can all like battle together. There's always going to be that possibility. Yeah, if you look at how Peter was able to use Tony's tech to make another suit, you definitely can see and Mysterio as well. And Mysterio, you know, as well, um, you definitely can see that Tony's his AI what he created can keep going into perpetuity. I definitely can 
agree with that. Going back to Far From Home. Uh, so I, I like that take on it, though. It's, I, it's got my mind blown. But when you think about it, it does make sense what you're saying. I don't know, I don't know if stole is the right term. Again, I forget. I, I forget. Sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal. Shout out to you. But I forget Mysterio's real name. But again, he even has the green outfit. And he literally has the same speech that a Edward Enigma would have if he was able to get part of his tech that he created at Wayne Enterprises type of thing. So remember Batman keeps shutting down his research. Right, right. All right, we don't want to go in this direction. Sorry, right. sorry, Edward, you know. But yeah. Right. Um anyway, but I think the Farm Home was still a great movie. Oh yeah. Overall. Um I, I don't know how ranking on Spider Man movies, not a really Spider Man ranking show, but it it, it it was good. And um made over a billion dollars. Yeah. First Spider Man movie to ever make a billion dollars, which was very, very good. And um, I love Tom Holland. I think he's just a perfect Spider-Man. I agree. Yeah. Great uh, age overall. I don't know if I like to really Mary Jane character that much, but that's just me. I mean, again, I or, think Zendaya is a, a, you know, a great actress. Yes. But again, for, for how she is in this role, this doesn't make any sense. Also, the ending where, you know, Magneto puts the cat out of the bag. Oh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah. So, again, that's... So now he's put in the Iron Man category. He's like, I am Iron Man at the press conference. So now you're a superhero, similar to other Avengers, who everyone knows who your alternate identity is. However, he's a high school kid, so it's a little different for him. In the social media age. In the social media age, yeah. So it's a little different for him than being a grown man. Exactly. And, just- and too many people knew his identity. Yes. So you know, so it, it actually makes sense that they went this way. Let's just like remove that. And let's go with it from there. And then he's he is going to be like Tony Stark 2.0 because he I think he does have that in his locker. Let's say in terms of the ability because it was very intuitive for him to use the the hologram tech to create things. Well, I agree. Yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely. He, well, Peter's always been smart too, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, he remember initially he made his own suits, he made his own webbing, all that type of stuff. So, like Peter's always been, you know, smart. He was a science person. The whole th- um, relationship with him. And uh, the lizard character, who was a, who was a scientist, was be- and Doctor um, uh, Doc Ock, who was also another scientist. Mm-hmm. I think science plays a, a big, huge role. Osborne Corp, Oscorp, right? Oscorp, Oscorp as well. It plays a huge role throughout the whole Peter Parker Spider-Man Absolutely. world and stuff like that. So, um, which, very intelligent. Which makes sense why he's Robin. <laughs> okay. Um, do you watch Titans? No. Not yet. Uh, I'm surprised. Like, you could get a huge DC fan, so. Yeah, I okay. mean, I, I'll wait to get into it. Okay. Um, and then, of course, number one was Endgame. And again, oh, yeah. I mean, even Josh making number one. I don't even really like the movie that much, but it just was. And we actually have our own review about that as well. So you can, we'll, we'll put the link in the description for that. Yep, we'll put the link in the description for that. So I won't go too far into it. We already reviewed that. But. I just feel like it did everything for me a movie should do. And, and for me, it was more, I know it was more of a letter to the fans, but because it was that letter, if you have been watching Marvel movies for the last 10 years, and as Jacques said, the connectivity of these movies, um, every little Easter egg or thing they showed, you picked up on watching the movies. So those are my rankings for 2019. Josh had his rankings for 2019. Where do you, 
what are you looking forward to in 2020 as far as 2020? Hmm. So I'm not going to lie. I'm not there yet. Okay. Only because we have to close out the year with Star Wars and then I can, you know, collectively take a breath, take a breath. Because, again, we had Endgame. We had the end of Game of Thrones. We're going to have the end of the Star Wars Skywalker saga. So then I can decompress emotionally in case they ruin it. Hopefully not. I don't think J.J. Abrams will because I think he did great in The Force Awakens. I think he did great reviving the Star Trek franchise. So I, I like like we said before, I'm going into the film knowing that I'm going to love it. So if I don't, we'll, we'll see what happens then. Okay, and we'll get to Star Wars in a second. So I'm going to save 2020 for another review as well. 2019, though, to go back to that, I will say that Looks like Marvel won the year again. again <laughs> as if it was in any doubt. However, the most critically acclaimed film of the year, likely to get Oscar nods, will be a DC film. The Joker, absolutely. So DC is making strides, and it made a lot of money as well. So DC is making strides. Marvel won the year, and we'll see what next year brings us. It's true, and I guess... To answer your point, I guess the only thing I'm looking forward to in 2020 would be the content on Disney Plus. Okay, which I'll be getting for free, by the way. As a Verizon customer. As a Verizon customer, shout out to Verizon for for giving me that. So I'm so excited about that. People are asking for my password. I'm just like, no, nah, but, get your own, bro. And yeah. then also shout out also to Amazon Prime, Prime Video. Did you see the Jack Ryan series? I have not, but I've been looking forward to watching it. Amazing. Part uh, Season 2 just dropped as well, so I'm excited that. about that. And also, shout out to Amazon. I'm also an Amazon Prime member so for I. the for the you know paraphernalia. So, you know, free two-day delivery can't really beat that. So, thank you for that. All right. So, I'm going to watch Jack Ryan just because Josh promoting it. So, we can do a review on so that. We can do a review on Jack Ryan. Season 1. Season, see the boys. Another Another comic book show, actually. Is that the one with, uh, which one is The Boys? The Boys is the one about the superheroes who... The uh, Misfits, right? The, no, they're not Misfits. The, the world knows of superheroes. And instead of them like living in the shadows, they actually are employed by a corporation. So Is it a corporation we all know of? Or? Yeah, the world knows. Everybody knows them. There's a big building. Everybody knows. They, they all live at the tower. Is it DC comic book or... I, I think... I think it, I'm not sure if it was DC or Marvel. Boys, it's it's, it's a comic book take. It's kind of like a Watchmen or something like that. It's like a um, okay, one of those. Uh, Seth Rogen produces it. Uh, first season was amazing. So just to kind of get into the plot of the boys, because this is a comic book that came out 2019. So we're still talking about 2019, a comic book, but it's a TV show, not a movie. So um, these guys are born, um, supposedly born a certain way. I'm going to give a non-spoiler review. It sounds like mutants. Right. I'm going to give a non-spoiler talk on this because you haven't seen it and, you know, other people may have not seen it. So these guys were um, totally burned a certain way with powers. Hmm. And, you know, certain ones are able to become a member of the quote-unquote the boys. No, 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 I'm sorry. What am I saying? The boys is... Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but to become a part of the elite superhero group, um, they there's several superheroes throughout the entire country, but only six or seven are allowed to be a part of this team. 
kind of like a Justice League, so to speak. Right, because it's kind of like the uh, the minor leagues of superheroes. Like it's like professional athletes. Right. So they work. They live at all the tower together. They work for a corporation. They actually do. They the corporation is. Um, is on the stock trades. So when a, are you serious? I'm, so, I'm serious. So, so they commercialize superheroes, right? But, but in the real world, where they're actually fighting, not just the content where you create and see the movies, but actually. So that's very interesting because that's something that DC has. Done, I mean, excuse me, that Marvel has done very intuitively as well. Because you see the fact that the same way that we have all these T-shirts and everything, they incorporated that into the Marvel universe. So kids still dressing up as Thor because Thor's actually. A real person, right? That's exactly. very interesting. Okay. So, when they do good deeds or you know make appearances, the corporation stock rises. So they have people there. Oh. <laughs> so they have people there. That's very close. PR people for the superheroes, uh, marketing people for the superheroes. They have to do certain amount of appearances. All these different things, oh. right? <laughs> so, so that's. What, and where is this show on? Amazon Prime. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so check it out. All right. So review coming on that soon. So, but the twist is, which I'm it's not a spoiler, you know, twist is that they don't really like being superheroes. And then there's uh another a, a cop, so to speak. He knows this and he wants to kind of reveal them for who they really are. And that they're just a bunch of uh, guys with powers who don't like what they're doing, and or even sometimes could be could be using it for evil. So he assembles a team of misfits, as you said before, to uh, discover and uncover what the superheroes are really doing, quote unquote, the boys. So they go out and have all these adventures as regular human beings trying to unmask, so to speak, superheroes. <laughs> so it's a great show. It's um, a lot of uh, good and evil, moral compass type of things going on in the show. It sounds like they're going around kind of like the X-Men were doing at a certain point in this uncovering, uncovering those superheroes kind or, of. or, you know, mutants. Kind of, but you, you definitely got to watch it. Uh, you also see... You know that not only not only the superheroes, but the people who work for them are against the boys, and they have higher power because again, the boys is a corporation, like any any elite corporation. You want to do anything to make sure the money doesn't stop. That's very interesting. It reminds me of a lot of the the concept that kind of divided Cap and Tony in Civil War. So Tony believed in let's say the the corporation or the or the government accountability aspect of right. being a superhero, and right. Cap was like, "Listen, we're sacrificing our lives to save all of humanity. Right? We can do whatever the f we want. Right? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when they do make mistakes, there's always a PR person. Okay, you want to give this speech? You want to say you apologize? Blah blah blah. And this is what happens. So it's amazing because could you imagine Hulk in that world? Because he would right. have to resp- apologize his banner. Right. He ain't a apo- Hulk. Sorry, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And and they also you know do stuff like pay people off as a superhero. What? Yeah. Like for to keep the good PR. Like as a superhero. Uh, accidentally hurt someone while trying to do something else, um, they'll pay them off. Like, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, but 
here's uh, Keith signed his NDA. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like a real life corporation with a superhero. So it's okay. So you definitely got to watch it. All right. That's definitely on the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to keep up with you. It's only one season so far. So. All right. How many uh, episodes? Uh, it's like 10, 9. Oh, that's not bad. And yeah, then, uh, uh, what, 45 an hour per episode? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like, but it's riveting. And it kept me watching. I watched my like two days. So I was very, very into the movie. Any actors or actresses that we, re- we would recognize? Because um, if it's a new cast, that's cool too. Mostly, they 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 you might recognize them, but they're not well known. All right, all right. Um, I can't even give you their actual actually their actual names right now. Um, sorry about that. You know, I mean, it, I feel like respectfully, it'll happen more over time as it gets bigger because it sounds like it's very compelling show. It's very compelling. Had a very good, but it's huge though. Like it's not like. You know, like when I say huge, I mean huge in this this fandom that we're talking to now. Yeah, our fan. I'm sure our fans who are watching right now. I'm sure you've seen The Voice. Please comment and let Josh know to go watch The Voice. Word. They're like every. They've been at every Comic Con. They've really. Yes, like it's a very popular show. Also, in the future, Mike and I will be attending a Comic Con event as yes. well. So we'll have some footage about that behind we're the definitely scenes. Definitely going to Comic Con. Whether we gotta go to New York, San Diego, actually have family in San Diego, we can go stay with. Okay. So, um, so we 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 can do it either way. So I'm fine with that. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you for joining us on our uh, you know, on our wrap up of 2019 of the best comic book films. Thank you again for joining us on that. We'll have more videos shortly, and uh, stay classy. Absolutely. <laughs>